Hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime, and you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. Today, we hear from our pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to His Word proclaimed. Oh God, we come to you as our rock, as our foundation. As the hymn says, all other ground is sinking sand. But God, we stand firm on you. And as we continue in this series, as we continue to hear your words for us, we pray for strength. We pray for peace. We pray that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart here be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Well, I don't know about you, but, but for me, uh, this week has been a week. It, it has been a week of, of, of highs. It's been a week of lows. It, it, it's been a week where you sit there and your head just spins with all of the stuff that is going on. And the first thing I thought of whenever I was going through this week, I said, darn it, this, this sermon series that we're doing. Because it's all about being happy. What is happy and, and how do we achieve it? And, and as God does in God's wisdom, he likes to push us and, and, and to move us through times like this. And so I pray that as we go through this particular message, it, it gives me strength and comfort, but it also gives you strength and comfort because we're talking about those things that happen that are beyond our circumstances. So I, I, I'll, I'll admit that, that I want to be a planner. I, I love to have things in a row so I know exactly where I am going. I, you know, I, I think I talked a couple of weeks ago about this, this desire that I have to be overly organized. And I even stopped this week. My, my desk in my office has been a mess. And I even wrote down on my to-do list to, to clean up my desk. And I did that, and I got that accomplished, and I felt good. But, you know, it, it gave me a little joy. It gave me a little happiness. But I realize that, that all of the organization that I do, all of the, the tasks and the, the, the jobs that I do to keep myself busy, it really doesn't make me happy. So, so what is it? What is it that we can do to, to, to grab a hold of the, this happiness? What is it that when things are beyond 
our control or, or beyond any circumstance that we can think of, what can we do to become happy? Our passage for this morning comes from the book of Philippians chapter 4, verses 11 through 13. I invite you to follow along in your Bibles or the words that are on the screen. <clears throat> Hear these words from Paul. He writes, <clears throat> I'm not saying this because I need anything, for I have learned how to be content in any circumstance. I know the experience of being in need, of having more than enough. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every circumstance, whether full or hungry, or whether having plenty or being poor. I can endure all these things through the power of the one who gives me strength. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So our word for today. If you were to take one word out of this passage, my prayer is the word that you would take would be contentment. And the reason why I say that is because being content is a way that we can allow God to move through our lives knowing that God has this. Whatever we may be going through, whatever circumstances we may have in our life, God has it in God's hands. You may be familiar with this verse, and I was using the Common English Bible, uh, but that last verse... Normally, it's translated, I can do all things in Christ who gives me strength. I think one of our confirmants has that verse as their verse this, this year. Caitlin's that? Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's a very powerful verse. I even got a gift from one of our congregation members. It was a shirt that had a baseball on it, and it had that verse written all over the baseball and, and underneath it. And I'm, so I, I love that shirt, but I don't like the way that... That scripture is translated in general because it, it, it makes it seem like that anything and everything that we do, and it, it gets overused in, in sports in, in general, that I can score a touchdown because of what God has done in my life. I can hit a home run because God, what God has done in my life. I can win the game even though we know that both teams are probably praying to God for, for victory in the game. But the way the Common English Bible talks about it, it says that I can endure all these things through the power of the one who gives me strength. We live in a world where, where we are self-made, we live in a world where it's, it's our power that does this. And, and, and even the Stoics, way back when, when Paul was writing this, he knew that he was battling this, this line of thought, that, that contentment is what you do. But Paul was saying, no, that's not how you are con content. You are content because of what God has done and what God is doing in and through you. 
So, so there are ways that, that, that we can be content. And, and I give uh, thanks to Matt Majofsky, whose study that we're going through, uh, the HAPPY study that uh, classes are doing and, and my little small group is doing too. He gives us ways that we can talk about and think about how to be content. And first, that we must live in the present. We must live here and now, or as Matthew chapter 6, verse 34, Jesus says, Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I hate that verse. I really do. It seems like whenever I am I'm stressed or, or when things aren't going well in my life, whatever devotion I pick up, it tells me to go to the end of Matthew chapter 6 and read it. And I read those verses going, okay, fine, I understand what you're saying. See, it's not our power that helps us get through. It's knowing that God is with us, and God gives us strength. So we don't have to worry about tomorrow. We don't have to worry about what happened in the past. We live here and now. And there's ways that we can do that. First, we must pay attention to the world around us. Now, I'm not talking about Bearing yourself in, in Fox News or CNN or MSNBC or, or websites to give you news articles about what's going on around the world. We, we have to be mindful of that because we need to minister to the brokenness that is out there. But my friends, we have a huge world around us here in Royce City. We have people that we sit next to in church that we may not even know who they are. But we go through life with, with, with blinders and we fail to see the need of those sitting around us. Sometimes we fail to see the need around our own dinner tables. We, we, we think everything is fine and everything is great, but our nature is calling out to be known and to be loved. One of the biggest distractions of all, and I know I've said this before, is, the, is our cell phones and social media. You know, I, I see baseball games on TV or you go to a restaurant and I see people sitting around the table and instead of having eye-to-eye contact, and I'll admit, I am as guilty as the next person that will sit around a table looking at our devices and laughing when we have people around us that we can share life in and with. See, we fail to be in the moment. And the one thing that I know is that those moments pass. And those moments go away. But we must look around to each other and savor those moments that we have to live in the presence. And sometimes when we do that, it causes us to change our perspective Ever seen uh, one of those pictures that 
uh, has uh, two different images in it, but when you look at it, you can only see one thing, but the person next to you, they see something totally different. Like one that I, I meant to put one up on the slide, but I didn't like that. The one with the vase in the middle. But if you look at it again, you see two women uh, faces on there. Or I think there's like a rabbit and another thing. There, there are all of these different things that you have to change your perspective in order to fully understand what is going on. See, sometimes when we get stuck in a circumstance that, that, that buries us or, or, or that, that causes us to get stuck or, or it binds us to not be content with what we have, we need to change the way we look at things. This past week had a uh, former youth who uh, went to West Point, and now he is a, uh, a captain in the Army. And he, he just got this promotion. And I posted on his mom's timeline the picture of uh, Robin Williams' Dead Poet Society, one of the kids that, that stood up on the decks and said, oh, captain, my captain. You know, that's what the little meme said. And I, I posted that, and I started to think, but you know, that's, that's what changing our perspective is all about. That's what Robin Williams was telling his kids to do in that story, is that they need to take a moment to change their perspective, to look at life differently to look at life at a different way. To define your own voice, to allow your voice to be, be shared, to allow your voice to be heard, and, and to take risk. I think sometimes we're afraid to take risk in our lives because we're so caught up in the present moment. There's one thing that... Today's political discourse has taught me, and I'm not going to try to get all political here, but hopefully this is something that we can all take to heart. It's that we have so many loud voices yelling at at what needs to happen and, and, and how we need to change things. But the thing that I hear is that nobody's listening. Nobody cares about somebody else's point of view because I am stuck on my point of view, the way that I see things. And I can tell you right now, as, as your pastor, I'm looking at things and, and I'm, I'm trying to understand how to faithfully tread some dangerous waters because I know if I say something on this side, people are going to get upset. And if I say things on this side, others are going to get upset. But what I am trying to do is be faithful to what God is calling us to do. And I pray that when I speak, that God is speaking through me and it helps us to see through another perspective of how we as God's people, are to live with each other. Philippians 1, 21 says, Because for me, living serves Christ, and dying is even better. What if we lived with this perspective, 
that everything that we do, how we live our lives is a way for God to be glorified. And then when we go, when we leave this earth, we are blessed because we are with our God. We are able to live in his glory, in his presence, knowing that all that we have done is to serve and share his love with others. Finally, we talk about a way to live and and to think beyond the circumstances of our lives is that we just have to be grateful. We have to live in gratitude. Don't be anxious about anything. Rather, bring up all of your requests to God and your prayers and petitions, along with giving thanks. Then the peace of God that exceeds all understanding will keep your hearts and minds safe in Christ. Tracy and I, before we go to bed at night, one of the practices that we've started to do this year, and I'll admit, yeah, it's a practice that we've just got started to doing even after 14 years of marriage. But we take a moment to share three wins for the day or three things that we are grateful for for what has gone on in our day. And I'll admit, sometimes it's, I am so grateful that I am finally able to go to bed, finally able to be in bed and be able to close my eyes and rest. But there are some times when we're busy and when we're living in the midst of the circumstances of our lives, we fail to take the opportunity to be grateful for all that God has given us. Because all that we have is a gift. The the breath that we breathe, the the fellowship that we have with one another. And even those those situations that we may not be so grateful for, God gives us those things so that we may grow and give thanks to God for all that he has given us. And this is a perfect sermon for today as we come to this table. Because as we gather at this table, we remember that it wasn't a high point in Jesus' ministry. Jesus was, was persecuted. Jesus was being hunted down. They wanted to take Jesus and, and kill him because of what he was teaching. But he gathered his disciples together around Passover. And he sat them down at this table and shared in this meal that they share in every year. And Jesus changed up that meal to give it significance for his disciples then. And that meal still gives us significance today. To know that Whatever circumstance we are in, whatever is going on in our lives, whatever battles we may be facing, God is there. His love is always there for us. And while we partake of the bread and we drink from the cup, we are strengthened to to grow in our faith. We are strengthened to be a witness 
of what God is doing in our